0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram and I hope you enjoy this episode. Take a look. What did we find in the Mishnah? The Mishnah said that you can pour cold water into the thermos. Now, there was a machlokas on Was there any water in it? Is the, is the thermos empty? Uh, Rada Barabbas says the thermos was empty. Abayas said it had water in it. Let's take a look in this b'risa. Tana odam chamen Well, obviously, that's cold water. Hot water into cold water. Okay? That you're allowed to do. Now, this principle is the first time we're seeing it, and you take a look at Rashi. Diksavar Now, This is a principle all over Shas and in Hilchus Kashris that the stuff below is stronger than the stuff above even though i don't know if this is true scientifically there's something about if you are stable and on the bottom you take control about what what gets poured on top of you That if there's a question of is gonna if if there's a question about which is going to win (laughs) is it going to be the hot or the cold the hot is going to, is even if it's equal amounts, the hot that was already there is going to give its uh, nature onto the cold. That is the principle that Rashi has explained. We'll do it again inside in the Rashi. If you can, you can follow me here. Now, what is this principle again? It's called tato Govar. Let's take a look at it again. So that would be, let's say, it's full of cold water. At the bottom is cold water. If the bottom is cold water, even though an equal amount of hot water is poured into it, we say that that's not called cooking. It's not called martichin. It doesn't have the ability to to actually do what? To actually Cause the hot water on the bot the, the hot water does is not able to cause the cold water on the bottom to become boiled and to become cooked it definitely cools it but that's that's what it could do we can make it lukewarm so that's now now that we know the principle let's go back to the brycele the person can put hot water. Into cold, like I just explained, but not the reverse. But the other way is a problem. Because there we would say and the water on the bottom will 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 heat and cook the cold water coming in. Muter, hmm. Whatever way you're doing it, cold into hot, or hot into cold, the action is allowed. It's not even Osir de rabbanon. Uh-oh. How could that be? So the next words of the Brahsa help us out. Bezdawal Alf, Bamed Varim Amurim. What does this mean? What did Hillel mean? <laughs> he didn't mean in a clear Because, In other words, if actually the hot water is still on the fire and the cold water is going in there, of course, Hillel would agree to Shammai, they still would agree to Shammai, but that's boiling the water, that's heating the water. In fact, yeah, okay, right? But where is it that he says that uh, it, it would not be an issue? It would be with a coasts, meaning the hot water was taken from the place it was boiled. It was put into a cliché. And since it's a cliché, and it's not one of these clichés that we'll see in a minute, it, it's very strong with its uh, the dauphine of the cle. So therefore, it's got hot water in it. You can now pour cold water into the cliché. That's what Hilo allows. Avel biambati. Let's say what you have is an ambati. Even an ambati, a bathtub, as Rashi says, even though technically the hot water is not under the bathtub, the hot water is in another room. And then with a pipe or something else, you are able to uh, put the water into the the bathtub. So it's technically a cliché. But, it's not a thin-coated uh, uh, bathtub. It's not meant to drink from it. asire. Why? Because even though, hey, is it really getting, is it really uh, heating this cold water? Maybe not. Maybe it's not really heating the cold water, but you're very happy of how hot it is. So once again, what are we talking about? We're talking about the hot water is in the bathtub. The bathtub got the hot water from the original urn of where the fire was. So the, uh, the bathtub is like a cliché. There, even Hillel admits, even though it's technically a cliché, you can't put cold water in. Let's read it again. Ba met the varmimorm bambati. If you had cold water in the bath and you pour in hot water, even though the hot water came from a Kli Rishon, that would be with V'lo sonen but not if the bathtub has got hot water in a Kli Shani and you're pouring in cold water in it. So Hill, so what would Shammai say? Shammai Lukora, based on this, would de- is assering even a case of a kos. In other words, the bamed amurim of this b'risa isn't just for Hillel, it's for Shammai too. So in other words, when Shammai said you can't um no that you Shammai said up here, no chamin with Shamai was also talking about a cup. He was also talking about a, a cliche. And even in a cliche, Shammai did not allow to put cold water into hot water that's already in the cliche. It sounds like everybody, based on this Bamed would admit if it's on the fire, meaning it's on the fire, or it's it's eerie from a clearishon, which is like the fire. Everybody would admit it's Osir. It's only when it's a kos or a cliche that is the issue. Okay. Now, Ramshimanasia Osir. Now we're gonna see in a minute what he ossers But he seems to be ossering more than Hillel. He seems to say, Hillel, you're allowing hot water into cold water in a cliche, meaning the cup is now gonna get hot water poured into it and it had cold water on the bottom. I don't allow that. That's Shemim and Manasseh's opinion. Okay? Now, all of this is very, again, how the aloha sorts out, I'm not going to tell you today, but obviously it's very relevant to making tea, to pouring water, to turning on a shower. <laughs> all right. That's what happens, I believe, when you when you turn the shower on in your house, you actually cause um, hot water to go into the cold water, which is in your furnace. Because your furnace, before you turn the hot water on, is basically cold water, and the hot water now adds to it. Now, it's true, when you turn the hot water on, a fire might... Another question, when the fire starts to light, the pilot starts to go on. So that's a grumma. So there's two issues here. You're being geyrim Havara when you turn hot water on, to take a shower or turn hot water on in your sink. And the second problem is, is that you are gonna be causing hot water from the furnace to go, to actually go from the pipes into the cold water in the furnace. So you're actually also heating the cold water. And the furnace, of course, has it in a, a clear And that's part of the issues here. Okay. So now, that's the, uh, now we go to, that's the end of the brysa. Now the Amaroyim have their turn. Amarav Nachman, halochik shimim is right, which means even in a cup, there would be a problem of putting uh, a cold water into hot. Okay? Because, right? Because that was the bamedvar mamurim, bakos. And Hillel was the one who said that you can put in a Klishene with or cold into hot. So it sounds like Shimonasia Asers even in a cup. And Nachman now just said it Hmm. Sub Rabbi Yosef when was thinking about all these this brys and this psak, he felt, okay, what would be with a sephel? Is a, is, we know uh Right, we know, that a seph- we know that an ambatia, Hillel, even though it's a cliché, Hillel is machmer. What about a basin? I, I, what's a sephal? So a sephal is a basin for washing yourself in. In other words, an ambatia is where you put your whole body in. And you definitely want the whole ambatia to keep the water warm. A sephal would be you want to wash your hands and feet and stuff like that. So what about the sephal? is a sephel, which is a small, it's like a wash basin, is the wash basin the same din, meaning we're going to be machmer, definitely according to Shammai, and even according to Hillel? Rabbi Yosef says, why not? A sephel is a small version of a bathtub. On that, Amr le'abaya, Abaya said to his rebbe, Rabbi Yosef, Rebbi, Tani Rebchia, Rebchia has a brisa that says, sephah, e'no keambatia that a sephil doesn't have the chum rabbi and therefore a is more like a kos, and whatever heter hillel had for a kos would apply to a basin, which would mean chaman w'toha tzonen, or tzonen w'toha would be mutter. So in, a, in, 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 a, base, in a, a a wash basin, you'd be able to pour cold water into hot, and that wouldn't be a problem. Okay, but now the Gemara says that's what Abayah taught Rabbi Yosef. He says, But Rabbi Yosef originally was wondering. Rabbi Yosef he might not have known that Brysa. So it escaped his incredible memory. But Rabbi Yosef is still a solid intellectual Talmudic thinker. "Lamai desolok adaita meikara?" We know that Rabbi Yosef thought for a minute that a sephel has the same chumrah of an ambati, okay. And Rabbi Nachman said Aloha kerim which would mean that <laughs> that it's aser, that that we're not going to allow what Hillel allows, right? And the shemim menasia makes it aser. So if that's true, <laughs> that means everything is aser. Ela b'shabes rachitza and leka it's going to be impossible to wash yourself. And we know you are allowed to wash yourself in some way with water that was heated from before Shabbos. So how are you going to be able to do it? Because clearly it's too hot to wash. You're going to need to put some cold water in there. So what, we're not going to allow it? How is the person ever going to wash? The Mara says, You think Rav is going on the sefa. Meaning, in the case of that's right, Um, he was going to answer the case of even hot into cold. You think that's what he's coming to say? And he's going to say you can never put even hot water into cold. No, koi. He's going on the case of the cup. Says Rashi, with shtiya, mitzonin, with tocha He's talking about the case of a cup where you want to put cold water, which is too cold, into hot water, which is in the cup, in order to make it nice and lukewarm. Beis Hillel said that was allowed. That's what Manassia said as also that you can't, in a cliché put cold water into hot water, even in a cliché. Nothing about Rechitzah, but Rechitzah, there would be a way to do it you would be able in terms of in a, in a basin to put the hot water into cold water. Not cold water into hot, but hot water into cold, you would be allowed to do, even according to Shimon and and that's the way you could have decent water to wash your face and hands on Shabbos. Okay, so let's read it again inside. Well, what are we talking about? Me from Shimon, I say, Ubeis hilal matirin ben chamen with toch tzonen ben tzonen with toch That's talking about the cup. Reb Shimon and oser. What did he oser? Answer? He oser tzonen with toch and therefore it turns out in a klisheni you cannot put cold water into hot. So the Gemara says that means. Based on what we said earlier, Shima Menassi is like Beishamai. Would that happen? We know that once the Baskel came out, the like Gemara Nebomus talks about, people didn't hold like Beishamai anymore. Is Shimon Manasseh not like Beishamai? Shimon Menassi is not telling you he disagrees with Hillel. He wouldn't do that. What he's saying is, you got it wrong. There isn't a machlok in Hillel with Hillel allowing the cold water into the hot, in a cup. Everybody holds it to us, sir. He said, I saw by Ravah, he did not, he wasn't worried about in a cup, in a Klishani putting uh putting uh, cold water into hot. Hey, well, how do I know? Because, in other words, Rav himself would pour um cold water into hot water in a clicheni and drink it. He didn't say that was called Bishal or a Xer de Rabun of Bishal. Why? Because he knew about Rabchiya's b'risa, which we had the other day. Which was no sein adam keton shomayim latoch sefel shomayim. You could take a jug of water and put it into a klisheni the sefel. You can put it in the klisheni. The klisheni has a sefel again. The the sefel is the basin which the hot water was poured into from the urn into the basin, and and Rava would pour cold water into the basin on Shabbos. And he based himself on a brisa that says no So you're allowed to take a cold uh, a cold bottle and put it into a, 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 a hot water container. So you see, you're allowed to do that. Amr Ravashi. What was Rav Azariah from that brisa? That's talking about a bottle. The bottle—it's not the water, pure water. It's—it's it's water inside the bottle. And now you're happy that the water got warm enough that you are enjoying drinking it. It's not super cold water, but it's there's the bottle that separates it. Maybe that's the distinction. And and there there isn't a xayir the rabbanon. Dilma shiny hossam the mifsacli. Because the water is in a bottle that separates it from the the, the water surrounding it, the hot water surrounding it, that's why you're allowed to dunk the cold water bottle into the hot container. So what's Rav to be noeglomaisa not like that? Amrle, because in his version of the Brisa, ma'ara itmar, it didn't say no saying ketone. It didn't say no same ketone. What it said was ma'areh, that you can actually pour the hot water in. And that's what it said. Mara o'dam ketone shomayim. You could pour the water from the ketone into the sephel of hot water, whether it's hamenu with tsonen, which of course should be allowed because of tato govar, but even it's the opposite. Even if the besen, the basin, which is a cliche, has hot water on the bottom, you could still pour the cold water in. That was Rav's version of the b'risa. That's the way he was knowing, not like our Shemim and And of course, that's an important halacha, and Hilcha Shabbos to know. Okay, next Mishnah. So what is going on here? I've got different types of frying pans. I got a flat frying pan. I've got a little bit of a, of a of a larger pot, and you know what? It was sitting there on the fire right before Shabbos, okay. And, and during Ben or right as the sun was setting, I take it off of the fire, so it's still pretty darn hot. So what's the dim the Mishra telling you? Lo yitain l'tochon tavlin. That if it's Shabbos now, you cannot put you cannot put spices into there. Why? Even though it's because it's a Klee re-shown off of the fire, and we're worried it's going to cook the spice. So you can't put spices in there. So you might have thought spices. oh, spices are so powerful. <laughs> they don't. They don't cook in a. Uh, they don't cook. Yeah, we are worried about cooking in this case. Or the next page. no nu But let's say it's what you did was it's already two steps removed. The frying pan is off the fire, and now you flip the food that was in the frying pan into a big plate. A litocha tamhui, another example of a big plate. So over there it will be okay there we say even though it's still pretty darn hot but as rashi says cliché is not navasho so therefore you don't have to worry about the spices getting cooked rabbi huda oimer lako who knows same. you're allowed to put sounds like even into anything even into the cliche Rishon that just got off the fire you can put spices in the only thing you can't put spices in is midobra If inside the pot, in the pan, there is vinegar or fish extract, then that, says Rashi, Heid Me Vashunasatavan. Those not just the heat that used to be that's in the metal or whatever it is of the of the pan. But there, there's also the material that's greasing the pan. That greasing material has the ability, with the heat, to act upon the spices and cook it. That's what's oser. So, Iboiluhu. The Gemara wants to know, is Rabuda going on the case of the Raisha? Meaning, even when it's, it, when it's off, the, it just got off the burning flame. Ulakulakoy? And that's what he means. You can put everything in there. It doesn't have to be a Kaara. Again, Tanakama says you can only put spices in the cliche. Clearisho that was just on the ash, The secondary serving plate, yes. Even though it's still hot, you could salt. we'll, we'll see salt in a minute. You could put spices on it. On that, Review Huda came and says, No, you can even put the spices on. The, the frying pan as soon as it leaves the fire itself. That would mean that rev Yehuda is being makele. Oh, Dilma seifakoi, Or maybe Rabbi Yehuda is referring to the case of what? Where it's, 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 it's in the plate. And even on the plate, he's saying, no. He's saying the Tanakama is allowing if the serving plate, even though there's the fish the fish gunk or the fish extract or the vinegar in the plate, you can still put salt as long as it's a cliché. Here, Yehuda was saying, when it comes to the chemical interaction of the, the, not the salt, but the spice, plus the extant heat in the cliché, plus the vinegar, the vinegar itself is almost like a cooking agent. And therefore, Yehuda was being machmer. So we're not sure what Yehuda meant. Toshma, bring right from a The Tanya rebu do emir l'chol Aha! In other words, the ilfas, not the serving plate, but the frying pan. L'chol the other pot that was just on the fire. Roschos, even though they are still burning hot from the fire that they were just on, who say. You're allowed to put the spices in, unless that clearishone was greased with the vinegar or the Tzir. So here you see that Rabbi Yehuda was a mekel, not a machmer. Now we get the salt. That's the best one, right? Right? Melech salt is just, it's like a type of spice. Whatever you're going to and by spices would be the same thing with salt. Which would mean what? The That if it's just right off the fire, that still has a status of Kli so it actually cooks the salt. And again, people that like the salt, they're chulant, very important. Can you put the salt in the, the crock pot? Like when you take it out of the crock pot, can you put salt in? Or do you have to wait till it gets to the serving dish to put the salt in? Rabbi yosef said, I feel that you have to wait. You have to wait till it gets to the serving plate. If it's in the serving plate, and then people are going to be taking it from the big bowl you can put salt in it before. You can imagine the caterer says, What's going on? What's going on? How does that chilin taste? Give me a sip. Give me a, give me a. Uh, it needs salt. Put some salt in. You'd be allowed to. I don't know which caterer that is, but it's somebody. Oh, the cliché. But that you'd be allowed to put the salt in and the cliché. Name. But not the cliché. But Abaya said to again, to his, just like we saw earlier, Abaya presenting a Bryce at the Rabbi Yosef. <laughs> Getting Rabbi Yosef at his own genius game, his own memory game. He says, "Rebbe, Tani, Reb Melech, Salt is not like Tavlin, which is why, why the Nami Bushla, because salt is 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 so it falls apart. Look how look you can see it getting cooked. Salt will be a problem in a Miklsheni." So according to this, you'd have to wait for the cholent to salt the cholent till it got on the quishwishi. <laughs> you'd have to wait for the cholent to get to the, your own individual plate to put salt in. Okay? Apligat of Nachman. Diyamah Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said, no, I disagree. Sricha milcha bishuva kibistra detura. Salt, in order to get cooked, it's like the toughest buffalo meat. It's like the toughest bull meat. <laughs> That's how tough this darn thing is. Which means what? Um, which means, as we're going to see in a minute, that it's very tough. So it would, it, it, that, one, one more time. Sricha milcha bishula kibisra tura, which means you could actually put salt even in the clearisha. Even when it just got off the fire, you could salt it, even before it gets into the serving pot, because salt is different than the spice, different than pepper, it's different than uh, marjoram, it's different than cumin, different than all those spices. Salt is like the type of thing that it's like a Superman. It, it's, it, for it to get cooked, you'd have to put it right into the fire. Even a clear right off the ace, you could salt. Vika di Amri, there's another version of this. That's exactly the same. Abaya told him the b'risa of Rebchia. But this b'risa is a different version of the b'risa. Melech ena Not that salt gets cooked even quicker. But salt isn't like marjoram and cumin. It doesn't even Get cooked if it's in an a clearish home. And now Rav Nachman is just like that Brysa. Sounds to me, again, that that should be the halacha. People are mocked on this, by the way, not to salt the cholent until it gets into the serving pot. But based on this, it sh- you should be allowed to put salt in the cholent, even in the hot plate. Um, now, again, Oh, uh, if if it's actually in the crock pot, that might be aleich, that might be a problem, because Rashi says it's only mutter, mishihiviru mena'ur. It has to be off the fire, but it can be darn hot. It can be rezeches. All right, adkan hilchis bishul. We are now going to talk about muktzah. So let's take a look. Next mishnah. Ain haner I've got my nair. Right? And we know what Nair is, right? Those of you that, even if you don't wear short shorts, you know what I'm talking about. So that's for you, Richard, or anybody from my period. So, so what do you got? You've got this Nair, you've got the oil, you've got the wicks, and here it is burning, burning, burning. And you know what's going to happen? Some of the oil is going to drip out. That's just the nature of this beast. And now you want to save some of it. So it's already Shabbos, and you're gonna take another container and put it near the near the candelabrum in order for the oil, the excess oil to drip into the container. Can't do it. But let's say you put it there before Shabbos, so even though by Shabbos it develops, that container is now full of oil that you cheapskate or whatever it is, maybe there's a shortage on oil, you're going to use it later, you'll be able to use it, but not on Shabbos. But you're not allowed, even though you planned it, it sounds like you are not to get enough from it, even though you're allowed to put the KV there before Shabbos. Because before Shabbos, even though you knew it was coming, it wasn't there yet. It was part of the flame. It was part of the, your Shabbos candles. True, there's always going to be excess spillage that's going to occur, but essentially this is all part of, uh, uh, of, 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 of an usher item. Still, uh, you, you can't use it during during Shabbos itself. So now we're going to get into some more halachos about mukta based on this Mishnah. Let's see. I don't know if Zion is here or Jackie's here, but uh, we're talking on the farm. What's going on here now? So basically you've got uh, Henrietta. Henrietta the chicken. Henrietta the chicken hen. So basically you never know with Henrietta. You got, you're worried about Henrietta. So you're worried that let's say um, the uh, Henrietta is uh, standing in a place where, uh, like like on an incline, and she bonk, bonk, She's just gonna lay an egg, and that is gonna roll down the incline, and possibly break on the bottom. So you decide. Uh oh, I need to do something for Henrietta. What am I gonna do? Says Rashi. I see Henriette is, is hanging around by the incline. I'm going to take a container and put it on the bottom of the incline or right near her. This way it falls right into there and it won't break. Okay? So you're not allowed to do that because basically you're taking a clee on Shabbos and using it for something that's mukta. the egg. <laughs> Henrietta is gonna lay that egg on Shabbos. That's a mukta item. And you have taken this item that you didn't ready before Shabbos. On Shabbos, you put it by the incline to catch what you think is gonna be Henrietta's laid egg. And I don't have to do that. Aval kofalel kli. But let's say she lays the egg already. What you can do is, and it didn't break, wherever she laid it, in the street somewhere, you can now cover it. In other words, you can take a, a pot that was sitting there or, a, or some bowl that you had fruit in, that you used to put fruit in to serve, and you can now cover the egg with it. Why? Shaloti shaber. Because we don't want the egg breaking. That's going to be a loss for you. So you see that you are able, in some ways, to use the keli for a davar mukta What's the difference? Let's find out. It should be the same thing. Rabba, my time at the Rav Ravchishta Rav says like this Really, there's a problem moving a container that's not muktza for the sake of something muktza. The same way the egg is muktza, like a virus, it spreads itself to items that you use for its sake. And therefore, it's it's an extension of muktza to use something for a muqsa. However, Chazal understand that there are problems with this strict approach. And Chazal bend the rules sometimes when, when they believe the problem is, is a common one and we don't want you to lose money. So Tarnagol was a suyolahat al when it comes to laying the eggs somewhere out in the street, near the, the local dump. So therefore, you know people are walking there, like Rashi says, and people are going to walk there. So therefore, Chazal allow you, even though normally it's, they bend the rules, to allow you to cover the egg. But the other way, who says Henrietta is going to even stand by the incline and lay your egg? They know so you have a to which means, the principle is, When it comes to something that's pretty common, like, like the egg in the, in, in the street, so you're allowed to move something for the mukta Remember, it's only an extension of mukta It's a cousin of mukta It's an extension of mukta We don't apply it where it's a very common case. But when it comes to when it comes to something that's uncommon, we say, you know what? The same way this is Muksa, Muksa extends to something that you pick up for its sake. We're not going to allow it. Mar says, is that true? Um, Abaya now asks on his uncle Rabbah. Eis Abaya you're telling me that normally you don't take a clee for the sake of something if it's an uncommon case. How about this case? The person has not yet taken off Trumas and Meisras from his wine, from his oil, and uh, they are stored in barrels on the top of his roof on Shabbos or on yontif what occurs hailstorm or something the, the 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 barrel breaks and now all the precious material is leaking so what can you do maybe you could go and take some of your other pots and some of your other containers that aren't muksa, and put them underneath the oil and the the and the wine now the oil in the wine is muksa. Why? Because they're tevel. Tevel means it's usher to eat. Yechayi of shamayim for eating it. So that lachor means that food is muksa. It's in the container and muksa. Here you were picking something up for the sake of a muxa. What's? How come we're allowing that? According to you, we don't allow it unless it's something that's going to occur a lot. Do you expect hail or something that to break, uh, to break a, a, a barrel? That doesn't happen often. Mark says, not talking about hail. What are we talking about? Rabbi answered, We're talking about new barrels. So I don't know if this goes against the, the way things are today or not, but you see, we're going to see a number of answers in Chazal. We've already seen some elements in before. An older thing is a better thing. Um, just because it's new, in fact, because it's new, it probably doesn't work as well. till the item has got a little bit of use under its belt, till it's been used a while, that it has a tendency to break. So these barrels are brand new. the cooper just made them. and therefore there is a tendency for these barrels to be broken. And when the barrels break, since it's a double shkiach, it's, it's similar to Henrietta laying her egg in the street. And therefore, you're allowed, you can expect it to happen, and therefore, you're allowed to go upstairs to the roof and put the containers there to save the wine. Then Abai asked from Yosef another question. Okay, so here we're not talking about the oil. Here we're talking about that you don't want to have a fire in your house, right? So in other words, uh, you don't want to have uh, it's sparks that are going to come out of this huge shalheves, as Rashi says. There's a shalheves, a note that's been on there. The fire is becoming like, like, like a torch-like flame, a conflagration, if you will. So you're worried about that, that you're worried about the sparks jumping out and and, and burning your house down so you're allowed to put kelim around it that will catch like Willie Mays catching those sparks inside the kelim. So nos and kli tachas Le Now one second. The nitsots is Muksa, right? The spark itself, that spark of flame is a Muksa thing and now you're using a kli for something Muksa. The mer says, you know what? That happens a lot. It's so mishchichei. happen. And therefore, that would be work according to Rav Christa. Let's go to the next page. I told you the Gmar is going to be a little bit easier today. Eisvei. So now we have another question. Eisvei. Kofen ka'ara alaner Bikora. Let's say like this. It's in your house. And what you're worried about is, is that the flame that you have of your Shabbos candle or whatever it is, as Rashi points out, you're going to use a earthenware container. But your nair might be made of anything. But you're afraid that the tons of flame from the nair are going to shoot up and catch on your wood beams of your house. So what you're able to do is, if you have a long, if you have a wide enough, long enough uh, 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 earthenware container, you're going to put it on top of the flame. The flame won't go out immediately, and this way, the flame you are protecting your beam. So hang on, the beam is mukta <laughs> That beam, you can't go use that beam on Shabbos. That beam is part of your house. It's mukta And now you are, because you want to protect the beam, right? You are now taking you're picking up another item. Shouldn't that be awesome? So we're talking about what sort of house we talking about. The bate We're talking about the Hobbit's house. We're talking about a house that's that the <laughs> that the that the uh, ceiling is smaller. These Gechini people, Rashi says, these shorter people, they don't have such tall ceilings. Therefore, they get dleikas a lot. Since they get dleikas a lot, it's a Tavar That's the lumnus of Rabin in Chista, that you're allowed to do that for a Tavar You are allowed to move another KV. How about this? V'chein Kairo Abaya asked from Kaira Shanishpura. Let's say the beam broke in the house, oh oh, the beam broke it's going to get worse we're going to get we're going to have an avalanche. so what can you do? so you're allowed to take a chair and you're allowed to stuff the chair in you know on top of a table or something, and this way you can stop the beam from falling or a Samita you actually take your bed and you flip it up uh, you flip it up upright in order for the width of the, the, the length of the bed to now be the protecting piece of material that stops the beam from completely falling down how come you're allowed to do that you're not isn't it isn't, shouldn't it be like uh, the case? right you didn't expect that to happen says because we're talking about new construction we're talking about new construction. That the beams are actually new. The avide, the paki, they break a lot. So you expect it to happen. Since you expect it to happen, it's considered a Dover Shriach, and you're allowed to now move the bed in, in the position upright to save the the house. How about this? Abai asked. Nosnin kli takas You have a drip coming in. Drip, 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 drip. It's coming in and you're allowed to do what? You don't want your floor to get ruined. You're allowed to put something under it. Now that drip, that water that's coming in is muxa, isn't it? The water that's coming in from 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 upstairs, from the rain, it's probably, it's muxa. And here you are taking a kv for the sake of something muxa. Samara says, you're right, it is muxa. However, this to, for this to happen is also normal because we're talking about we're talking about new construction houses. Those new construction houses with their roofs, what happens? They get a lot of drippings. <laughs> a lot of negative stuff for oh, for new construction. Rashi, by the way, says that one of the things is, is that <laughs> they haven't been tested yet. Um, and I guess that's part of it. Um, today, we would say the opposite, but in those days, things were different. Rav Yosef Amar, no, Rav it's not the way you've explained it, Rabba. I heard what you said. It's about, normally, you are against taking something that's muksa, uh, taking something that's not muksa for the sake of a muksa. I'm going to say it more in a much, I think, uh, I would say, Kim Levitch is saying, a much more uh, uh, brilliant way, which is what? Mishum the Because you know what's happening? What's happening now is you're, it's not just, oh, it's Mux's cousin. It's almost like you, 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 turned an item to be mux again. It's a buses for a double rosser. When it gets to mux in it, now it becomes muxa. So the thing started out as a regular kli that you can move it around. Now, based on your fiddling around with it, you've now sort of changed it. It's almost like you built a new kli. You, you, the kli used to be something you could handle. Now, because it's absorbing the muksa in it, you've now been mvatalit. That's the reason it's rosser. Aha. Uh-huh. Now, that's why there's a difference between catching Henrietta's egg and covering Henrietta's egg. When he catches Henrietta's egg, now it's actually inside of it. That's being mavato mehecheno. Now, uh, you've, it's, it, it, since, it, it, since it caught the egg, it becomes muxa itself. So that's, that's the problem. Whereas if it covers the egg, you can always pick it back up. Whereas if it catches Henrietta's egg, it's also to move it now. It becomes just as user as Henrietta's egg. Then you've changed the case, you've made a muxah happen on Shabbos. It's like binyon. So that's the lumnus, Rabbi Yosef says. Once again, Abayah is there to ask his questions. Why is it that when the barrel breaks of Tevel that you're allowed to put stuff under it? when you put stuff under it, that stuff that now absorbs the new oil, the oil and the, and, and the, and the wine in it, you've now made it a muxa on Shabbos. On um, our way, so Rabbi Yisif told Abaya, tevel muxonu etzol Shabbos. Wow. <laughs> tevel is not as muks as these other things. In other words, even though the container, the new containers now have wine, you never took off a Truman Meister's from, that's not as mukta as as something that was totally out of your mind. Why? Because it's not like it's sitting there like Grogros and Samukim, like the Warren Bates says that you put up there and you expect to dry and you don't want to use them. There's nothing wrong with the stuff in those barrels on the roof, wherever they are, or even there if they're not on the roof, if they're in your house. The only reason you're not using it is because you didn't get it, you didn't get around to to Bing ma'asr them. You didn't take off trumas and ma'asr from them. But the truth was that if you would take off trumas and ma'asr from them, if you would take off trumas and ma'asr, what would happen? She'im <speaking> So therefore, even though it's asr to do, it's not as mukta. So if you would, with with an Aveira, which you're not really supposed to do, so therefore it's not out of your mind completely. It's not, like, it's not like raisins and dates, but they're out of your mindset that you don't expect to use them because they're in a process. There's a part of you, there's a part of you that's even thinking, hey, maybe, there's a part of you that's thinking, maybe I could use this stuff. <laughs> so that's a tremendous chiddish. over <laughs> Then Abaya asked Rabbi Yosef another question. What about the case of the Nitzotzos? Doesn't that make, if it catches the spark, doesn't it make it mukza? Amravunam Yeshua? Nah, that's not a kashan Rabbi Yosef. Nitzotzos ain't ben mamish. The Nitzotzos really don't have a real identity. All there are sparks they are going to go out in a minute. So therefore, the keli doesn't become bottle. The keli doesn't lose its identity. What about the case of the korah? We can ask on Rabbi Yosef. Some kind of Remember, you put the bed up to, to put it to stop the falling beam. So the Gemara says, you know what? Deruffy. You don't put it up there and stick the bed in there and say, oh, now it's nice and firm. But you put it in a way, de boyshock. It's not like the case of Henrietta's egg. It's not like, oh, here the eggs in here and you can't move it. It's true, it happens to be touching the beam, but it's never placed in a firm manner in between the beam and the floor. And therefore, if you want, you can actually move it. It it is providing some protection, but you don't actually push it with firmness up to the beam. And therefore, it's never really mavato the shame cleave. What about the case of Nostan and Klitachas HaDelef for Shabbos? What about when it goes into the, the rainwater that goes in there? So we're going to say, you know what? That Delef, that delaf isn't so bad. <laughs> that Delef might have been there from before Shabbos. And the truth was, you were waiting for it to come. It was clean water. Well, clean it up for you to drink. The Delef HaRoi. And therefore, it's not really muksa. Hmm. What about this case? Here's a new case, which we didn't hear before. That you're allowed to do what? You're allowed, if you have a bunch of ch- small little chicks, chick, 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 and, they, and they're like peeping around and trying to trying to hop, and you want them to be able to get up into their, uh, to their, to their nest, into the place where you've got them nesting. So what do you do? What you're allowed to do is, hey, here, little chicky, you can take a basket and you can put the basket on its head and this way the chick will use it to hop onto in order to get into its nest. So, Hey, why can you do that? When you do that, it used to be a basket and now it's stairs for chickens, for little chicks. Mar says, you know what? In that case, who says it's muksa? You know what? You are allowed. It doesn't become muxa. What's about Tanya? There's a price that talks about that case, and it says that you're not allowed to move those to those baskets. So we're going to answer for a bit of safe. But Oded, love, that the, what's going on? That the little chicks are still on the basket, and that's telling you that while the chicks are on there. The chicks are oer because you can't eat them, so therefore they're like a balchai. so the chicks are oer while they're on the basket it's osser hmm. once they go off the basket, though, then the basket's not muksa I have a Tanya the brysa says apisha ain't odin a love osir. We have a bryce that says that there it's always osser, even when the chicks are not on it it's osser. so what are you going to say to that, Rabbi Yosef? What would be the he there then to put the basket? In front of the chicks. So, Omar Rabbavo said, that's not the same case. That last Brysa that you quoted is not the case where you do it on Shabbos. That's talking about where counterintuitively you did it, it's going to be a counterintuitive svara. But, what happened was that the chicks were already having their problems getting into the nest when Shabbos was starting. So here comes the farmer and he puts the basket there for the chicks to be on. The whole Moshos, the chicks are on top of the basket. They haven't yet gone into the into the nest. They're sitting there dancing around on the basket, standing on the basket. So since during the benashmoshe's 18 minutes whatever it is, the chicks are on the basket. We have a new principle now of muksa. It's worse. Since the whole because the chicks were on it, it was a buses for the chicks that were moving, but were still on it. Now there's a special even when the chicks leave it, iskatsi v'kula yoma. But if you did it on Shabbos, it would only be usher to move the basket when the chicks were on them. But when the chicks left them, it would be okay. The special chumra being miskatsi bein hashmosos. Amar Rabbi Yitzchok, so Rabbi, that's that is uh, the two answers of Rabbah and Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yitzchok says, you know what? I'm going to tell you, I disagree with Rav Chista. Rav Chista made a whole difference between Henriette and her eggs. I'm telling you you're not allowed to take a keli for a dover that's muksa the same way you can't put it underneath Henrietta in order to catch it on the incline even if it's if she if, if she laid it where people are going to step on it and you're going to lose money you're not allowed to do it why ain't dover if the thing's not muksa, you can now use another kli to save it. But the egg is muksan on Shabbos. Therefore, you cannot use any type of protection for this egg. <laughs> you can ask on Reb Yitzchak all these questions where you see you are moving stuff. So Reb comes up with a big answer. Reb Yitzchak will answer you. All those brises. I'm going to tell you, are special kimta. The reason why you can move all those kalim is because, what does that mean? Very important, you sowed in Moksa, that if you need the place, look at Rashi, if the place that the Kli is, the, the, the area underneath it, you need to put something else there, you have a right to move Moksa. You don't, you don't need to have your house cluttered and your Shabbos being affected by this item stopping you from enjoying Shabbos. So you have a right to move muksa. But look at this. Since you have a right to move it from its spot to put something else there, once that baby's in your hand, a special heter in Muktzah, people use it all the time, you can now. Move it outside some people use this there for taking garbage outside once it's sort because of, it stinks where it is once you have the stuff in your hand, possibly once it's in your hand you're already able to move it to a place where you want it like the the container, assuming you can carry outside to your container but that's the same principle that's going on here all the cases where you've like the cases with the bed and the cases all those other cases. With, with, with the oil that dripped, it's because you needed the, the area where those containers were. And so oh, I need that area. Once you have it in your hand, you can go upstairs to the roof or whatever else and save the oil that's dripping. It's a big docheik, but that's what Rabi will say. One last thing. Toshma, the B'raith says, Achaz Beis HaShinol DeBeshabbas, Achaz Beis de ein DeBiYomtev, Eyn Metaltlin, L'Lechasus esakli." let's say the egg is born is, is laid on Shabbos or Yotav, so you're not allowed to move it, not allowed to move it. You can't, right? You can't use it for a stopper, and you can't put it on the bed. You can't use it for the leg of the bed. You're allowed to put a keli on it. So, once again, Rabbi Yitzchak will say, you have to say that that's what we're talking about, that you needed the egg, the place where the egg was. Once you have that, you, uh, you where the kewi was, you're allowed to now put it on top of the egg. What about from here? What are you allowed to do? You're allowed to uh, take a, uh, a coverlet, you're able to take a cover and put it on what? On stones for Shabbos. How can you do that? Stones are muktzah. How can you pick something up for the sake of something that's muktzah? Mar says, we're not talking about regular stones, right? We're talking about Keith Richards. What stones are we talking about? We're talking about Avana That what's with them, they got a very special shape. The head of them is nice and uh, whittled down. Perfect toilet paper. Hey, Corona, you run out of toilet paper? Stones can work. So this is your toilet paper. Your toilet paper, the so it wasn't mux in the first place. So that would be all right. And that's why it's got a kasha on Rebiz. So we'll stop over here, my friends.